Well, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 214 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. Ah, well, hell of a day today for the Jester. Uh, but but before we get started, uh, first things first, uh, I see the OG Army starting to show up in the chat box. Always have uh, glad to have you guys along for the ride. Um, you guys know the routine. I, I supposedly have news topics to talk about that you guys can call in and discuss with me, or you guys can throw stuff up in the chat box, and I will uh, try to respond to it there. Um, Jaster's not having a great day today. Uh, super duper tired. I don't know why. Um, stress, I think. Stress always wears me out. Today was a st- stressful uh, day for the Jaster because it was expensive. Um, today I had to bring my car up to the dealership. Uh, the other day, about two days ago, um, when I was leaving my work, I turn on the car to you know to go leave, and the ABS and uh, stability control uh, lights all light up, along with the uh, hill assist. Uh, um, all those things light up on my dashboard, which is not good, obviously. Um, brakes seem to work fine. Uh, I could tell the the stability control was probably not on from the way the car way the car was handling, uh, but the brakes still worked. Uh, I don't know if the uh, ABS that was actually off or not because uh, I didn't slam the brakes on to see if it pulsed or anything like that uh, Which was a bummer. I was like, well, that kind of sucks, but the car's only got 7,500 miles on it It's like a year old year and a half actually um, So clearly it was still under warranty. So I had nothing to worry about um, I couldn't take it to the uh, dealership yesterday because I had stuff going on. So I brought it this morning uh, Got there at like 9 a.m. Uh, you know uh, I told him I had shit to do so I couldn't hang out at the dealership all day. And he said they couldn't put me into a car until they found out was what was wrong with it. Because if it was, you know, not something that was really with a warranty, I, you know, I didn't get a uh, free uh, loaner. I was like, okay, that makes sense. So I, I hung out at the uh, uh, place for about an hour while they figured it out. Which is they said what they told me. They said, well, you know, give us about an hour. Uh, we should be able to figure out something one way or another. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it only took them 45 minutes to find out that I was fucked. Um, uh, he brought it up and looked uh, to show me and what he explained to me that it was an ABS sensor, which they were kind of expecting as it was, I, I did a little research on Google. I figured that was probably what the issue was. Uh, the reason it was bad though, is because it had been chewed on something that chewed through the wires of the anti-brake system which was not covered by the warranty. So I had to pay $470 to have a ABS uh, sensor replaced, uh, which I'm not a happy camper about. Um, as you guys all know, I'm having money issues because of all this COVID stuff and just me being a poor uh, money manager in general. So dropping $500 on something was not what I wanted to do today. Um, I'm, I'm upset, but I mean, they're right. It's not a warranty thing. It's... It's not, it wasn't a defective part or anything wrong with the, the car. It was fucking damage. Um, dragging up fast that they showed me where it's true. Yes, yes, they did. They showed me the wires where it's true. It was up close to, uh, up close to where the uh, um, actual sensor was. So it wasn't like they could just, you know, um, throw some electrical tape around the wire and call it good. Um, and of course, uh, you know, <laughs> It could happen again. I, I assume it happened at my work because the other car was fine driving to work. And then when I left to work, it, it uh, uh, wasn't running right. So I, I imagine a squirrel or a mouse or something got up there. Although it could have happened here at, uh, at my home and just not uh, 
dislodged itself until uh you know um well i was close to work or something it could be it could be anything really not that it matters it's not like uh, i can go up to work and go and blame them for my bill saying they need to reimburse me because it happened on uh, company property <laughs> i don't think that's going to work either way so but yeah regardless that was a bummer um i don't need that kind of stress and it took about a good chunk of my day hanging out while they fixed it so um, I'm behind on all my chores. Maybe that's why I'm tired. I've just been rushing around the rest of the day. I could totally went with a nap. I've almost fell asleep like three or four times just sitting here. And that's that's not me normally. I don't uh, normally get so tired that I'm passing out in the middle of doing stuff. So um, I'll be looking forward to going to sleep after the show's over. <laughs> um, Anyways, uh, so that's how my day's been going so far, uh, which meant I did not have a lot of time to do research for stories, so we won't have a lot to talk about. Don't be surprised if this is not an entire hour-long show, because uh, I have no misgivings or uh, no qualms about short, uh, doing it early if uh, I have run out of stuff to talk about and you guys don't call in. So we'll do what we can. All right, let's find something to talk about, guys. Um... Well, here's an interesting headline. Kate Winslet shows off submerged acting chops in Wild Look at Avatar 2 underwater shoot. Excuse me. I got stuffed up nose on top of everything else. I sound real nasally. Uh, How demanding is it to film a movie underwater? Well, just ask the cast of James Cameron's long-awaited and long-delayed Avatar 2. Uh, The film's social media pages debuted a first look at photo of kate winslet wearing weights around her waist in order to stay submerged on the bottom of a water tank while filming a scene from the avatar sequel underwater uh, winslet learned to hold her breath for over seven minutes in order to film underwater for as long as possible i'm calling bullshit <laughs> I, I mean seven minutes i think that's a really long time you know uh I tried to hold my breath for a long period of time all the time when I was growing up. Uh, I don't know why, <laughs> but when I was a kid, that seemed to be a thing to do. And seven minutes is a really fucking long time. Can any of you guys hold your breath for seven minutes? Do you guys think do you guys think Kate Winslet can hold her breath for seven minutes? Both the the answer to those, both those questions are probably no. I would imagine. Oh, Vanilla Ice back in the other thing. Vanilla Ice said the rats have chewed all those neighbors' coolant lines. Uh, fuckers have cost my block thousands yeah i could i could i can imagine that yeah but uh, shit <laughs> what's to stop the people what's to stop the rodents from chewing on my uh brake sensors again it's uh, crazy pb said something three minutes oxygen three days water three weeks food yeah, yeah, I remember something like that as well. Um, so, uh, so I'm not sure uh, if the average person can, uh, you know, fuck. I'd be, I, if my lungs is fucked up as they are, I'd be surprised if I could hold my breath for a minute. You guys want to find out how long I can hold my breath? Should I do that? <laughs> I'm not sure if holding my breath uh, would be for entertaining show, right? <laughs> no, I bet you I couldn't even do a minute, though. Let's, let's find out. Fuck it, why not? Let's hook up a timer here. Um, let's see. And we'll, and we'll play music to make sure it's not completely boring. Let me get it set up here. Uh, let's see. Uh, timer. 
No, no, no. We want the stopwatch. Yeah, that's what we want, right? Okay. Um, we're gonna go ahead and play mine. So no, we'll, we'll play dramatic hip hop trap music. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. well <laughs> i couldn't quite do a minute i got up to like 57 seconds before i had to tap out so uh seven minutes seems like a really 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 long time i mean seven times that holy shit i mean good for her if that's actually true but to me this sounds like some like you know like movie propaganda bullshit um yeah i'm surprised i actually got like a minute out to be honest with you <laughs> keep oh look at that we got a caller imagine look at that What's going on, Tim? I just burnt the fucking pizza, Jay. Oh, dude, I'm sorry, man. Dude, as I was calling in, I fucking opened up the uh, the goddamn oven and I burnt the fucking pizza, Jay. God damn it! Well, the pizza was already burnt by that point. To be honest with you, so don't blame yourself. Look at you just trying to take the onus off your fucking self and your stupid show. God damn it, Jay. It's <laughs> surely oh, not fuck. my fault. Come on, dude. Uh, I was gonna. Yeah. I was. I was actually calling in because I was gonna have you bring that. Yo, bring that beat back. Bring that beat back. Bring that beat oh, back. Yeah. I was gonna I, fucking. I, I was gonna freestyle over that shit. All right, that's no problem. I got you covered. Bring that beat back, huh? Yeah, there you go. Oh, here we go, bro. Oh, yeah, tenor fuckers, deal with this shit right now. Five beers deep, Percocets. What's up? Oh, oh, where's the beat? Here it comes. Jesus, bring that shit back, son. Damn. Are we turning it up high? No, that's good right now. Just stop talking, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh. Tanner. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Tanner. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Tanner. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Tanner. Coming off the map. I'm gonna bust a cap in your ass, you fucking punk. Cause I'm coming to kill you and your fucking. I can't rap, but I got skill. That's what I'm saying. Coming off the dome piece. I got burnt pizza in my fucking kitchen. It sucks, yeah. Look what you're looking. I hate this fucking burnt pizza in my kitchen. Fuck this shit. Fuck Jay. Fuck Force. Fuck our dot. Red names, green names. I got a dot on your head. From an EOTech. Gonna put it right through your head like that. From my tech. Nine, and I'm coming. I'm stopping. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, guys. I got issues. 
Oh, that was lovely, man. I appreciate yeah. that. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> that, yeah. that was absolutely. Uh, I, I think everybody liked it, dude. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they loved it. <laughs> PB says that my masturbating. <laughs> God, that wasn't my master. That wasn't my masturbation. That wasn't my masturbation voice or face. No, I thought that might have been the beat, though. You're kind of like, uh, 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 uh. oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, you know what? It's like, have you ever done double dutch, Jay? Oh have yeah, no, ever? not no. I'm I'm aware of it though. You, you talking you about ever like been on the brother? block? Okay, so so okay. Check this out. You got two people. You got a person on either side. They're swinging two ropes, and you're the outside, and you're mm -hmm. trying to jump in. So you got your body moving. Where you're rocking. You're rocking back and forth, trying to get into the fucking double dutch. Right? You're like, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, yeah. uh. and finally you get in, and then all of a sudden it's, and you're fucking you're. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot of porn like that lately, actually. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. that'd be about the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Right up to the entire like you got to watch it, and they're getting a rhythm, and then you got to jump in midway, which is which is really important to get the rhythm correctly. Otherwise, someone's getting hurt. I watched your porn. That was fucking awful, dude. You were giggling and shit. <laughs> this yeah, girl, I... this this poor this poor chick is giving you fucking head, and and you're like giggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck was that about, Jay? I, I always giggle when I'm nervous. Yeah, I ended Jesus up taking it down. I ended up taking it down actually. I, on the advice of a couple of people, so I've removed. Oh, that from after after that. after people took you to task on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said that's probably 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 not something I needed out on the internet. Uh, I, I, you know, girls can always get uh, you know private uh, photos and videos of me if they need them anyways. Nothing, no need to have anything out there on the public, right? Um. Yeah, I agree. I agree with the <laughs> aforementioned statement, sir. Yeah, um, yeah. So what's new with the tenor, man? Um, so this is this was my saga today. I uh, I woke up. It's a work day. Woke mm. up, got up, showered, brushed my teeth, put my contacts in, got dressed, put my boots on, was putting on a button-up flannel over a hoodie because it was a little cold out this morning and my fucking back spasmed. Oh no! Yeah, so the back spasmed, and uh, so I, I kind of like I'm twisted, right? Like my back, the left side spasmed. I'm a little twisted. I'm like fuck, and we're short staffed at work. We're short handed. I've been doing a bunch of overtime helping people out, and I'm like nah. I was I'm like, what am I gonna do? And I don't want to call in. We're fucking short staffed, but I know if I get my truck right now, if I get my truck, I can get to work. But I'm not going to be able to get out of the truck because the bat, the, the spasm is going to take hold while I'm sitting down. That's generally what happens. If you don't keep blood into the area and if you don't keep the area warm and moving, it tends to spasm harder and it sets itself in, at least in my, in my experience with my spasms that I've been having over right, the years. Right. Makes um, sense. Yeah. So uh, fuck you, dragging off, you prick. 410 pock in the house <laughs> um <laughs> uh so uh yeah I, I call my boss he's like i go dude i can get there i'm not i can't i'm not positive i'm gonna be able to get out of my truck when i get there he's like stay your ass home so i stayed home um i've been rolling on lacrosse balls and just trying to keep it warm taking my dogs on walks not sitting down because the minute i sit down it's gonna set in so i've basically been on my feet all day I started a fire outside and just been fucking hanging out, drinking beer and playing guitar. So that's what I did today on my sick day. 
Well, you know, one thing I've been doing, uh, and it helped quite a bit, I think. You might want to look into it as well. Whenever I get up in the morning, I always make sure I stretch relatively soon. You know, like uh, if it's a workout day, I'll get up, stretch before I work out, and then stretch after I work out. Um, yeah, so, and then then take a shower. So uh, make sure everything's good and loose. Uh, it, if I'm not, if it's not a workout day, I still make sure I stretch before I get in the shower. Because for me, whenever I seem to have an issue with my back, it's when I'm in the shower and I haven't stretched it out. I'll be in the shower and just like turn slightly to the right or left to grab something and my back will spasm out. Then I'll be it. I'll be fucked for several days. But right. I know right. Mul- I, multiple days. Right. It's not just yeah. one. Like people are like, oh, you're back. So you're good now after day. I'm like, no, it's never one day, dude. I'm fucked. Like I can't bend over. I can't tie my shoes. I can burn pizza and I can rap really horribly on a fucking shitty podcast, but I can't do anything else. Where the yeah, fuck yeah. is my pizza cutter? God damn yeah, it, Jay. Yeah, it, it takes several days. Yeah, uh, but I found if I stretch out just some basic stretches before I, I before I take my shower, it uh, alleviates ninety five percent of the uh, issues. I very very rarely uh, tweak something in my back now. Hey Jay, what's this remind you of? It's me, it's Maxi, baby. Yeah, Maxi, <laughs> bless his best, baby. Yeah. Uh, I know that's good. Okay. What are they saying? No, they're saying in the chat box that he got banned from Podbean or something like that, or or at least like a suspended or some shit. Uh, I haven't got into it yet though. Oh no, that's uh, well, shitty. I have no clue what he could have possibly got banned for. I mean, shit. <laughs> He's a nice guy. It's not like he went off on somebody or something like that, I imagine. Dude, I can't find my pizza cutter, so you know what I'm going to do? Do you remember Cobra? Does anybody remo- uh, remember like one of the greatest um, Stallone movies ever? It was called Cobra. He was Officer Mario Cobretti. Does anybody remember that? Yeah. Oh, I Yes, I do. I remember watching a movie, but I was so young uh, that I couldn't tell you anything about it anymore. Okay. I, so I, think, yeah, I think he had an Uzi at one point. I remember thinking that was pretty cool. Well, back then, everybody had Uzis and Mac 10s. So does anybody right. remember what he he had? A, he had like a, an old pizza on his fucking he was cleaning his guns and he had an old pizza on his counter and he didn't have a pizza cutter, which I can't find my pizza cutter. Does anybody know what he cut the pizza with? Can anybody in the chat fucking... Because PB that's what I'm guessed, doing right now. PB guessed with scissors. Yes, I'm cutting fucking pizza with scissors right now, and that's what that's what Officer Marion Colbretti would do. So fuck everybody. <laughs> that's what my mom used to do for a while. Uh, we didn't have a pizza cut at one point, so whenever she make pizza, and it was horrible, by the way. Uh, I thought it was a sad day when your mom was making pizza instead of ordering it. <laughs> but she really she, your mom your mom made horrible pizza. Uh, my mom made horrible at everything, to be honest with you. She was not a great cook at all. Um, but how hard is it to warm up a, a frozen pizza, or would she try to cook her own? No, she tried to cook her own. <laughs> oh, did you, did you, you remember the Chef Boyardee? It was like a pizza in a box. So it came yeah. with like the flour and the dough and shit and the pizza, uh, the, uh, the, the sauce and the mozzarella, the fake mozzarella cheese you could sprinkle on it. Was it one of those? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It was actually, yeah, she would make her own dough and then like buy actual pizza sauce and like you know <laughs> mushrooms and pepperoni and all like a shit. And uh, it was horrible. The 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 dough never was right. Yeah, it was, it was always very flat, nasty tasting. Uh, but my my mom wasn't a good cook in general. People used to ask me why I'm so skinny. I'm like, come over and have some dinner with us. <laughs> this I'll answer your question, sir. <laughs> Is it like uh, what's do you, you know that song Rapper's Delight? Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you know you know the the line when um he he goes over to his friend's house to eat? Do you know that no. part? No, it's been so long. Uh, shit, I wish I fucking knew it. Yeah. God, because he goes, uh, he, he, you ever go over to your friend's house to eat and the food just won't no good? You, you don't remember that? <laughs> no. Uh, I love, and the I chicken love tastes the like wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like that. Well, to give you an example, my mom was the only person I've ever met that managed to burn a salad before. Um, uh, this wasn't intentional, obviously. Actually, what happened was uh, we she had made a salad and put it in one of those green plastic bowls. You know what I'm talking about. The, the, everyone had one back in the 70s and 80s. Their salad bowls would be a big green thing. And she unfortunately left it on the stove uh, and didn't realize that she had a burner going. So she came back like 15 or 20 minutes later, and the bowl was half melted and on and on fire. <laughs> and was it, was it Tupperware? Was it was it like a light green Tupperware bowl? Kind of, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Then, yeah. Speckled green, you know, it wasn't like a solid green. It was like uh, different oh, colors, but mostly green. Speckled, yeah, like yeah. the egg of the, like, oh, speckled, like the, the egg of the yellow-bellied warbler. Correct. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Exactly. Well, she'd managed. She, but regardless, she had managed to light it on a fire. So, and scorched all the lettuce and shit. So I tell people my mom actually managed to burn a salad. Uh, one of her major accomplishments. She could. Uh, she was a horrible cook. Uh, however, uh, her marriage was one made in heaven because her husband, my stepdad, did not give a shit because he got drunk every day right after work in the in the, in the actual yard. You know, he worked construction, so once the day was over, him and his buddies would sit around on the uh, uh, job site and drink uh, beer and smoke crack. Um, so by oh, the time nice. he got, so, so by the time he got home, he didn't give a shit what it was as long as it was on the table. So, so he uh, come wrong. Oh. Yeah, Check this out. Up. So PB, I don't, I, I don't know who PB is. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's Forrest, but I could be wrong. But um, he 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 uh, posted the lyrics to that song, and yeah. it goes like this: Ever went over to a friend's house to eat, and the food just ain't no good? I mean, the macaroni soggy, the peas are mushed, and the chicken tastes like wood. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! And that was a, and that was a cadence that like an entire generation of rappers picked up on. Really, that entire cadence style that they had. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's that whole hip hop, the hippie, the hippie, yeah. hip hip hop. You don't stop rocking. Yeah, that that whole shit. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. is PB? Uh, who, who is this guy? I don't know. I mean, uh, he's been here for a little bit. He's got a, a engagement store of one twenty one, but that's not um, that's not a lot. But he's so he's definitely listened to the show. I mean, but look at Sly for example. He's got a three thousand four hundred eighty engagement score. Hold on, what's mine? I'm gonna I'm gonna post. Uh, let's see. Hold on, I want right to see what it is. Hold on, uh, I can't spell. Fuck you, Sly. <laughs> Where am I at? What's that? Seventeen ten. Seventeen ten. Yeah. yeah, I'm rocking a seventeen tenner. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you uh, call in more than you uh, talk in the chat box, I think. Which is why I, I used to be. Yeah, I used to be the opposite. I used to fucking crush this chat, but um, it, it, my, my I always got the evil eye from from my wife. You know, last time I called in, I was I was on when I was like slamming this uh, sliding glass door and doing homeboy. Yeah. Um, my my wife actually lost me. She's like, I didn't know where the fuck you were. Where were you? Because I was in the dark out on the on the porch. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't worry, about it, babe. I'm doing stuff. <laughs> Did you just call me babe, Jay? No, I, no, I see. Yeah, yeah, no, I've been. I was referring Jay. to your wife. Yeah. 
Jay, you kind of made my cock move when you said that. It was weird. It's like it was almost anticipatory. Like it almost did it before you said babe, like, but I knew it was coming. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, certainly did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of making people's cocks move, uh, uh, apparently I do it for my wife. Uh, I, I was. Uh, yeah, apparently you make her cock move? Yeah, apparently. I thought, yeah. You know, listen, in the, in, in, the, in the pictures you posted, no offense, I thought she had rather large hands and an Adam apple. So <laughs> I'm just saying, not Adam's. It, it was not plural, just one, right, one just apple. One, one Adam, right, not, right. not Adam's apple, just one, yeah, one Adam yeah. apple. Well, she does have gigantic <laughs> balls, so that might have something to do with it. Uh, but go ahead, go I was, ahead with uh, your point, Jay. Yeah, but I was uh, getting something out of the refrigerator, so I had to squat down, and she was standing behind me, and she was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> she goes, yeah, oh, squat shit. down again. I'm like, what? Really? So apparently, apparently I got something going on back there, which I, which I've never had in the past. Uh, I've always had pretty much a flat ass. Uh, but now, so what uh, you're saying, so what you're saying is our dots program is working for you. It is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I still would kind of want to change it. Cause I feel like it's so, so many different lifts over such a big period of time that, uh, I don't do some of them enough, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying to me? I mean, he he uses a lot of the muscle confusion and moving on from lift to lifts, and very rarely are you doing the same right. thing twice. Uh, I guess it's working, but yeah, you know, I feel like some days that uh, I would be more uh, get more benefit out of a lot simpler workout. I guess. Yeah, um, I've always gone by feel, but I, I you know I've been fucking lifting for so long. I could I could definitely don't get me wrong, going by feel. For me, I could probably do much better if I was on a dedicated program where I had um, uh, specified lifts and I was lifting a, a certain percentage of one rep max and then building right. on it and then, and then periodizing such as what you're doing. But I find that, that I, get, I get down. like it, it gets to be too much. I like going into the gym. and I, Don't get me wrong. This isn't the best plan for anybody, but for me mentally, it's just getting in there and I know I got to do what I'm going to, what am I going to do? Chest and chest and tries or whatever I'm doing. I'm doing back and buys or chest and tries or, or however I'm doing the split. I go in there. All I know is I need one or two primary lifts and then a bunch of accessory work for those body parts. And then I do them. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I, I, I kind of, program it whereas i'm going to do either i'm going to do five of five or i'm going to do five of ten or i'm going to do five of two depending on if i want to go super super heavy and i kind of just don't i know what body part i want to hit i just want to go in and hit it intensely but the lifts themselves eh, i don't i don't care what it is it doesn't matter if it's a bench press or an incline dumbbell press or or uh, you weighted dips or whatever it is if i'm doing chest you know what i mean i just i just want to go in and, and not have to think too much about it but not be set on a schedule where this is what you're doing today you know what i mean right right and i've uh, been going partially by like that uh, as far as like how many reps i'm doing and how many sets uh, i've got suggestions for and that's why i'm taking them now uh suggestions for what i'm doing uh and for the most part i stick to them as much as i can like today but certain things I'm not happy with, like today's a, this is a deload week and I don't like those, you know, you, you know, how it, uh, for the entire routine is three weeks of doing something, then a deload week, then another three weeks of doing something and then a deload week. And a lot of times I don't feel like I want the deload week. Like, uh, this is the, uh, we went back to the beginning of the workout. So it's, it's not, it's lighter weights, uh, with more reps anyways. Uh, so 
it, it wasn't yeah. like a, it wasn't like it was a really heavy weight uh, week, uh, three week session. It was the lighter weights. So to me, I feel like I don't really need this knee load week, and it's going to be a waste of a week. Yeah, uh, I mean, guys that do your programming, you know, probably uh, Ryan and some other guys would say that this is the week you're going to grow. There's no need to break anything down right now. Um, but that's usually what you do on a deload week. Either you go from a deload week um, after uh, hypertrophy, or you'll yeah. do a deload week right before going into like your main strength. That way, you right. cut your body your body has a little time to recover um, before you're going to go into like hit maxes. But um, yeah, you know, anymore at honestly at 44, it's just a fucking chore for me to get into the gut. 44 it's a chore never mind um no it's like <laughs> it's like a chore for me to go into the fucking gym right now i don't even give a fuck about it so if i can just get in there and get some work in i don't even give a shit about numbers anymore i just i'm not there you know i, I will be soon but you know it's like one of those things right now i'm just doing what i'm doing and as long as i can get in there two three times a week that's all i, I, mean, I care about which it should be more but you know sometimes you just got to go by feel and I don't, I'm not feeling right. it right now. Well, have you had your testosterone checked lately, sir? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's fine. Jay. Don't worry about uh, that. Oh yeah. Maybe you should. <laughs> maybe you should be. I think you would care quite a bit more. I mean, look at me. I mean, I didn't have like ridiculously low testosterone, but I had low. I mean, it's the, uh, it's still normal, but it's the very low end of it. Right. From, said, from everything I said, from everything I read, the uh, range is basically 250 to 800. Uh, that's fucking but, crazy. That's yeah, but that's all. These fucking doctors know fuck all about test uh, supplementation and all the other shit. I've said it before on here. Um, I just, <laughs> what kind of range is that? <laughs> it's for normal. So right, you could well, be, you could be, be two hundred, be normal, but you could be eight hundred, be normal. That's such horseshit. Right. Well, the th the problem being, they is that's such a generalized term. They say the uh, the, the normal range is two fifty to eight hundred, eight fifty or something like that. But that's for uh, someone aged eighteen to ninety. So you know, normal at twenty and normal at forty are completely different things. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm 47, uh, and they tested me out, and I my testosterone was 310, uh, so which is in the normal range, but low for low my normal. age. Right. See if I would. And you're, if I you're would, what? 40, 46. 47. Yeah. Oh Jesus, you're that old. Yeah, yeah, I'm old motherfucker. So real in reality, my testosterone should probably be in the five or 600 range, not the 300 range. You know, uh, 300 ranges where you should probably be at when you're like 70 or fucking 80. Yeah. Uh, so even though I was on the normal side, he decided to give me some treatments for it. Um, and it's not that surprising. Uh, I mean, mine's a little low, low for my age, but I had uh, a guy I work with, one of the head of the valets. He's like 53 or 54. I had him go get his shit checked, and he uh, he ended up being in the 400s. Uh, so they they're giving him some too. Uh, He's not getting as high of a dosage as I am, but they're still uh, give, doing a treatment on him. He says he feels fucking amazing. He was one of those workout everyday guys anyway, so I figured that's why you might want to check it out. You know, Are you guess. guys getting bothered by uh, Super Smash Brothers in the background? I see uh, somebody <laughs> here was talking about the TV on in the Brock G. Tenor, do you have the TV on? Yeah, that's my, my son is playing Super Smash Brothers in the background. So. Ah, to answer Juice's thing, I work out on free weights uh, by, by myself. I don't have any workout partners, and I don't go to a gym or anything like that. It's all shit I have at home. Uh, I have an Olympic weight bench, which has, like, safety catches on it to make sure I don't crush my chest. 
if I if I can't get that last uh, bench press out. On uh, most other things, it's not stuff I would need a a, a lift a, a spotter for. Like when you're deadlifting or shit like that. Um, I don't do squats or anything over my head right now, so I'm it's I'm pretty safe. You're not doing militaries. No, you know, no. I'd like to do. Oh, I'd like to do overhead press. I used to, that was one of my favorite lifts, but I haven't done it in like this entire workout routine. It wasn't one of the things that he programmed into it. Standing overhead press wasn't one of the things. No, uh-uh. although I'd have to do seated anyways. I can't do standing overhead press in my in my room when the ceiling's not high enough. Oh, geez. yeah, because you're fucking seven foot three. Yeah, yeah, but I loved yeah. overhead press. It was one of my favorite ones, and I haven't done it this entire routine. I'd like to stick it in there someplace. I'm just not quite sure how. Yeah, but you, so I think I've corrected you on this before, and it's semantics, so I'm sorry. Yeah. But uh, an overhead press is standing. If, you, uh-huh. if you're seated, what you're doing is a military. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there, there's a difference between overhead press and, and a military. I know it sounds oh. kind of stupid, but, yeah, there's definitely a difference between those two. Oh, okay. Um, I guess you, I guess you're probably uh, using your uh, back muscles for a little more support when, when you're standing than, than sitting. Oh, uh, you're using every. I, I think honestly, I think that is one of the, the the biggest markers of strength is is what you can, what you can standing overhead press because you're using everything. You're bracing your core. You know, a lot of people would say, well, it's it's deadlift or it's squat. I think the standing overhead press pretty much encompasses almost or the push press will encompass most of your of your musculature and it'll tell you where you're at as as a strength athlete i think that's a very important uh, marker in strength is how much you can overhead press a lot of people uh when i've read about it are not fans of the overhead press especially once you're over 40 they 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 say bad things about shoulders and stuff Mm, I, i i can tell you from experience that i've had two shoulder surgeries um and uh, I, I enjoy overhead press. You know, I'd rather do overhead press than Arnold presses. Um, if you know what an Arnold press is, it's almost like a, a, a seated military fly where you're, um, you start with your elbows curled in towards your chest, almost like with your pecs, uh, uh, your pecs tight. And then you would go to like, um, a cross position and, and then do your, your military and then come back down. And, mm-hmm. and do it. That that hurts my shoulders more than a standing overhead press. And standing overhead press for me, actually, I, I enjoy it. Um, and I, like I said, I've, I have shoulder issues, or I have had shoulder issues. Maybe I'll try to squeeze it in tomorrow's workout. Uh, yeah, for know. you. So, so if you don't if you don't have a standing squat rack where you can uh, adjust the um, the catches, um, right. do you can you adjust your catches to where you can just pull the the, the bar directly off the squat rack? Oh, I don't at, at, like a, what's that? I don't even have a squat rack, sir. Oh, I thought I thought you had a squat rack. My bad. No. Nope. So nope. yeah, it's you you would you would you would basically have to clean the weight. You would have to mm. basically yeah. clean and press the weight to get it up there. So you would yeah, start so, lower yeah. than than I would if I was pulling it off catches. Right, right. So yeah, I just take the bar and put it in my lap, uh, and then you know, like kind of, I guess, clean it up to like shoulder level. And then, you know, oh, press them there. Yeah. Like, I remember, oh, I'm not doing, I wasn't never really super strong, so I wasn't doing a huge amount of weight. We're talking like 80, 90 pounds or some shit like that. Yeah. You know? we're, yeah. we're not talking like hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Yeah, I would um, put tens on. Just put tens on either side and then clean it up to uh, like a, um, a, uh, 
uh, a front press position and then just yeah. press that weight overhead and, you know, do it for, Oh, but you're on a program, you know, you don't want to fucking start introducing other bullshit. And you know, if you're following his program, I kind of do, do though. Okay. Cause like I said, I, that was, that was always my favorite lift, you know, and like tomorrow's a chest and thing and it's one of my longer uh, routines, but uh, since, for, since it's a deload week, it's all really light shit. So I might throw something in there just for shits and giggles, you know? Yeah, um, throw an overhead press in there. Um, you know, just you're going to have to, you know, deadlift it or clean it, you know, deadlift uh, to your thighs and then clean it up. But then after you clean it, then you're going to go, you're going to start your, your exercise and your overhead press. You know, just start with 10s on there, see how it feels. Um, it yeah. might be super light. Oh, I'm pretty sure it will be. I, I, I imagine it. Like I said, at my max, I was doing sets with like 80 or 90 pounds. So, which isn't a lot of weight, but it's a little bit of weight to be kind of, you know, putting over your head for like three, uh, four sets of 10, you know? Um, but I imagine right now I'd probably be in the 40 or 50 pound range as far as working out goes. Maybe even you're less. Talking about, like, a, you're talking about a 40, 40 or 50 pound barbell or, or 40 pound dumbbells? A uh, bar- barbell, a barbell like okay. uh Barbell, like like right now, uh, I'm probably gonna take your advice and just put like 20 pounds on there, 10 on each side. Then the bar is 10 pounds as well, so like 30 pounds. Oh, maybe your bar, your, your bar is not 45. You don't have a 45 pound Olympic bar. Yes and no. I have both. Uh, I have an Olympic bar that I use for bench pressing, uh, but I also have oh. a standard bar that I use for like some of my accessory lifts, like uh, the okay. bench, uh, like. Stiff, so you've like got the one lift. inch. Yeah, it's a standard bar with one inch weights on. Right, right. I use that for a lot yeah. of my accessory work because I don't like yeah. unloading and unloading the bench press bar all the time. Um, okay, so sure. yeah. So, but with that, when I was when I uh, before I got sick, when I was maxing it out, I was doing about like I said, eighty or ninety pounds on uh, all together between the uh, the uh, barbell and the weights on it for my overhead press, which isn't a lot of weight, but it's it's not horrible, I guess. No. Uh, but there's not a chance. There's not a chance that I would uh, be able to do that much now. I'd be lucky if I had like forty or fifty pounds altogether. Uh, if I was be able to work out with that. Yeah, whatever. You know, I think it's a real. You know, it it, it forces you to um, fire your core and keep keep your body stable. I think it's a very functional lift. Whereas if you're sitting down and you're doing a military press, I don't I don't know how functional that is per se. But if you're if you're doing a standing overhead press, I think it's very very functional. Um, so and it's gonna it's gonna fire a ton of musculature just just to stabilize your core and your spine. Um, now, um, I when the first time I started doing this, I got recommendations uh, on different ways to do it, and uh, a couple of people were really big on what they called a snatch grip, which is where I put my wide super wide a super wide grip yeah uh yeah. and i've tried it both ways uh, to the point where i've actually like uh rubbed marks off off the edges of the uh uh barbell in several different spots uh so and i don't know uh i think i like i think i'm, I'm i kind of like the snatch grip better uh obviously you can't do quite as much weight that way but it also feels more stable in a certain way i don't know what do you think um, that, that for me is a little wide. I tend to bench, I tend to go very narrow and, and, and every, any pressing movement that I do, I go very, very narrow, but I have super short arms. Um, so, and, and I believe that the triceps in a pushing motion, if you're looking for numbers, I believe you need to include those triceps. Whereas if you, if you go wide on a lot of things, you're adding a, you're, you're adding instability to the shoulder girdle. Um, mm. Uh, because it, just because 
I mean, just think about it. If you're going to push somebody, if you go wide, think of where all that, all the stress is going to go directly on the shoulders, where if you're going to push somebody and you tuck your arms in like an offensive lineman and you, and you, you know, kind of push somebody straight out with your arms very narrow, you're going to get much more, uh, A, your body's going to be in a, in a, in a very good, um, uh, a stable position with your arms directly behind your, your, uh, your hands. And you're also going to be, going to be able to use a tremendous amount of, of uh, front deltoid and triceps. Whereas if you're super, super wide, that just, just think about where all that pressure is going. It's going right directly against like the, the shoulder and AC joint. So right, um, right. yeah, you know, if you're going to go super light and you're looking to improve certain areas, like a bodybuilder, I could see going super wide, but if you're looking for numbers and power, or just overall health and, and, and functionality, I would say narrower for me would be probably the better the, the better bet, you know, especially right, at right. our age. You know, I'm 44, you're, would you say 47, 48? Yeah, yeah, 47. Um, yeah, 40, yeah, almost 48, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, know what that, you know what that means? That means a fucking red lobster dinner with a fancy drink. Goddamn right. <laughs> yeah. I've been rolling the dice uh, lately on, on foods and stuff, John. Like I had two uh, two donuts earlier today, and uh, so far my stomach seems okay with it. So I'm pretty happy about that. Oh Jesus Christ! If Dalton was here, he would he would bitch slap you verbally, and then God, throw his red and, and then throw his red name at your face. <laughs> Dude, I, I eat so little, but uh, that's not. I mean, I, I'm eating healthier than I ever have in my life, and it's completely involuntary because so many things fuck up my stomach. Yeah, mostly I'm eating that Huel shit, which, you know, sounds like it's bad for you, but it's, you know, nutrition-wise, it's got all the vitamins and minerals and fiber and protein and all that, and carbohydrates, that you, everything you need. So, uh, and that's pretty much all I eat. So, I'm eating like a healthy motherfucker, dude. Um, I'm just miserable all the time because fucking food's no fun anymore. <laughs> so, you need to start drinking, Jay. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I can only have like one drink a night, or, or supposedly. Uh that being the case, so uh, me and the wife have decided that we're going to try to be wine people. Uh, we were going, we we uh, we were using our resources at work because yeah, we we can get ridiculous amounts of wine really cheap uh, at my work. Um, you know, uh, plus we have like a whole bunch of real like real wine experts to give us recommendations. Like we're trying the sixteen dollar bottle of wine Behringer's or something. I think it is. Uh, mm-hmm. We were going to drink it last night, but I was super tired. That's one of the reasons why I skipped the, the, the show last night. I was just fucking beat, and she didn't get home until like 8 o'clock, so I went to bed at like 6 o'clock. She was kind of upset. It was, we, were supposed to, we were supposed to have like a little date thing going where we were going to try the wine and shit, so um, I kind of uh, feel bad about that. But we, just, we were just talking about it the other day, and it seems like it's such a fun hobby. You know, uh, you get to try different wines and pair it with different meals and, you know, this and that and the other, and Every time we've ever tried it, we always thought it fucking sucked. But we're going to give it another shot. Um, we're just not quite sure when. Yeah, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again, especially with booze. Right, exactly. And it's a, <clears throat> it's not a, it's not an expensive bottle of wine. It's not a super cheap one. I think it's like 16 bucks. Uh, with our wine prices, that means it's probably about a $30 bottle of wine or a $25 bottle of wine retail. We okay. get really good prices on it. We get like wholesale plus 10% or some shit like that. I would say I, t- I would say the good wheelhouse, you know, for me, I'm not a freaking sommelier 
or right. a Somalian or a Somalian for that matter. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't live in Minnesota, but anyways, um, I'm not a Sommelier, but the, the, uh, 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 if, if, if you're from the, from the about 1299 is about as good as a $50 fucking bottle of wine, anywhere from 1299 to 50 is all the fucking same. And you're paying for, you know, names and, and, and what, what grapes are in it and what vintage it is and all that shit. But, but 1299 to 50, you're all in the same fucking range, man. Right. Right. So, um, which is good. Cause, uh, I don't want to spend $50 on a bottle of wine. And I've seen some really expensive wine go through that club. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Screaming Eagle wine? I'm not. I remember you. I think you did a, uh, did you do a um, thread on that? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for those that, those that are not familiar with Screaming Eagle wine, go ahead and Google it now. I'll wait. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I assume you just dropped your phone and said, holy fuck. Uh, now pick your phone back up. And and read that again. Yeah, you are correct. You are seeing prices somewhere between five and fifteen thousand dollars for a bottle of wine, <laughs> and that just blows me away. I mean, granted, these people have so much money that it's not that a big deal to them at this point. But how much money do you have to have to fucking spend ten grand in a bottle of wine? Something that you're either going to drink or set in a uh, you know a cellar and you know and point out to other people every couple of years how awesome it is. Right. Yeah, um, that's 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 a little ridiculous. Well, how much money would you have to have in the bank before you would spend ten grand on a bottle of wine? It doesn't matter. I'm not spending ten grand. I don't care if I have five hundred billion. I'm not spending that amount of money on a bottle of wine. It's just not yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, just, you know, just... unless my beautiful wife who's uh sitting probably 15 feet from me unless my beautiful wife really wanted that wine then i would buy it for her because i love you baby you complete me you're amazing <laughs> she's looking at me like you're a fucking asshole yeah it sounds like it sounds like you interact with your wife about the same as i interact with my wife and she's not a big fan of that shit either <laughs> yeah um but for me, I don't know. I'd have to have like literally fifty to a hundred million dollars in the in the bank before I'd spend ten grand on a bottle of wine. Because that's so much. That's so much money that even if you had like four or five million in the bank, that's you, you can't justify dropping that kind of money on something that you're going to drink and have be gone. It, money has to literally have no meaning for you at that point, really, right? Yeah, no, it's silly. That that's silly. Um, I my wife. Um, not to disclose too much about her. She comes from a, you know, I, I was a scumbag. If you guys couldn't tell, I grew up fucking in trailer parks and, and just, I was a complete scumbag growing up. But my wife comes from a very nice family. They're decent. And she has a, a, a rich uncle who's just a little more rich than her dad, but he's, he's super fucking rich. And we went out to her brother's, um, uh, his, his wedding was in Santa Rosa, California at a vineyard before Santa Rosa burned up a couple of years ago. But, um, so it was a nice, it was a nice vineyard. Uh, we were at the groomsman's dinner and, um, they, they, the wine was all paid for. Everything was done. You know, the, the waiters are coming around with bottles of wine. You know, it's not like you had to buy it. It was already bought, you know, they would come in like, sir, would you like some more wine? Blah, blah, blah. Well, she, this rich uncle of hers, who uh, supposedly is a sommelier. He 
trained in wherever he trained, Paris or whatever. And uh, he, he, he was too good for the wine in, in Santa Rosa. <laughs> he was too good for, for the wine they were serving. So he would get his own bottle and walk around from table to table with his own bottle and, and maybe gift you a, a, a sip or a drink of this wine that he had because you know he was in the know. And I was looking at this guy, I'm like, what a fucking prick. You know, he wasn't a bad guy, but that that that's just eh, that that's just kind of a super prick move. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's just so douchey. It's like, yeah, uh, you know, that, that's that's a, that's a power move. It's like, yeah, my wine is much better than this wine. There's no way I could possibly drink your wine. So look how look how much I know about wine. I'm bringing my own bottle and shit. And, and oh, I've got another. Okay. I, I, I've got another great story about this uh, about this uh, groomsman dinner. So I'm sitting there. So uh, my brother-in-law, who's my, uh, obviously, it's, it's my wife's brother. He, at the time, I think he, he owned a dispensary. He was one of the first dispensaries in Colorado uh, before they were, it, it was when it was uh, strictly medicinal. He was one of the first ones in Denver, Colorado. So, you know, he was doing pretty well. And his, his um, wife was a personal assistant of a very, 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 we're talking like billionaire, wealthy dude. Like she was the go-to for this guy. You like did everything and made sure flowers were in the, all the different vacation homes. Like she was a very high up person in this guy's life. I mean, she was the lifeline to this guy. So I'm sitting here and I didn't, I didn't know who, I didn't know who this guy was. Um, I just knew that he was a high profile individual. So I'm at this dinner and I'm seated. I'm next to this guy. who's kind of looks, you know, kind of hipsterish. She's got a pretty cool, like, you know, like old school plaid hipsterish purple suit on and he looks kind of cool and he's, he's very nice, you know, very low key, not, not a braggart by any means. And, um, there was this guy that was, uh, my brother-in-law's friend. He was just being a, he was drunk. He was being a complete douchebag. And, and, and these people are like, uh, groupies to, uh, what's that band, babe? Widespread panic. So there are all these big music people, and they're all like in in this music scene with widespread panic, and which I assume nowadays is is like the Grateful Dead used to be. They had a lot of like big um, fans, and they like fan only parties and shit like that. But regardless, this guy is one of those guys, and he was being a complete douchebag. And he was like, "So what's the last concert you went to?" And he was going around the table asking, you know, what's the last concert everybody attended, and and, and this kind of low-key guy next to me who I was describing in the purple plaid suit. He's like, oh, uh, the last concert I went to was Justin Timberlake. And this guy started busting his balls. He's like, what the fuck? You went to Justin Timberlake? Why would you go to Justin Timberlake, dude? And he was he was really busting this guy's balls. So so he's like, so like the third time he asked him, was like, seriously, dude, I don't understand. Why the hell would you go to Justin Timberlake? He goes like, well, um, it was the weekend of Justin Timberlake and, and Jessica Biel's wedding. And, and my girlfriend at the time was a, uh, a bridesmaid in the wedding. So we kind of had to go. And the guy <laughs> shut up. So, <laughs> so this guy, unbeknownst to me, was the he's like the founder of WordPress. And he owns Matt all this. He owns all this. Yeah. Matt Mullenweg is his name. So he's like a billionaire. He's like one of the most eligible rich bachelors on fucking earth. And it was this guy that the, that the, uh, the drunk guy was trying to punk. 
and he just completely shut him up with like, yeah, my girlfriend at the time was a bridesmaid in Jesse Beal's wedding. And the guy just <laughs> shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't judge a book by its cover. Um, you'd be surprised by how many rich and powerful people look just like your normal schlub. Um, I, I see people, I see it happen all the time. Uh, like I remember talking to this one chick uh, who said she would never uh, marry a guy or date a guy that wore like regular tennis shoes. Cause you know, that's too low class. And, uh, which I thought was funny cause you, you walk into my club, you'll see someone worth three or four or $5 billion wearing, wearing a, uh, tennis shoes, uh, while they wander in. Uh, yeah, you, dad you, jeans you and a pair know. of white new balances, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it's for some of them is that they don't care about fashion or, or things like that. And as I mentioned this before on the show, some of them just didn't start off rich and they can't lose the habit of being frugal, even though they're you know, worth a whole bunch of money. Now uh, I've seen plenty of rich person steal our newspaper uh, it happens every fucking day. It's like a race to see which rich person is going to steal our newspaper first. <laughs> and, nice. and it's because they're just, because it's not, they're not used to being rich. Now that they are rich, they can't really turn it off. They've, they've already acquired the habits. Um, that right. doesn't apply to all of them, but, but quite a few of them, you know. Um, so and it's interesting talking to, you know, people like all rich people, the you know, or, or is it, talk to some of them. You know, there a lot of them got rich for a reason because you know, they're smart people. Uh, I like to talking to most of the rich people in my work. You, you well, learn yeah. interesting things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some, like, like I said, my, uh, my wife's uncle, or I think he's a cousin, he's a weird cousin, but the guy that was walking around with the wine, who's a small, yeah, he's a rich dude, but he's rather pretentious. And then you have her father who's not as rich, but he's, he's fairly wealthy. I mean, you know, he's, he's not super balling, but you know, he's, I would assume probably a millionaire and he's very down to earth. He does meals on wheels. That's his thing. You know, he um, he volunteers. Just a very good dude, down-to-earth dude. And and for him, when he visits here, he talks to my family, who were just a mess. I mean, I have multiple people <laughs> from my family that are in prison and stuff like that. He will sit, he'll sit down and talk to any of them just like a normal person and not act any better, you know? Just a, a really, really good down-to-earth guy who – could learn from anybody just a good guy you know right right and you know of course not all rich people are like that <laughs> i know one rich guy um who has bought a procession of porsches for his various girlfriends um and he gets asked about it all the time you know because basically what happens is he starts dating this girl uh she he buys her a porsche and then they break up at some point after that so he's bought like dozens of porsches for different women and uh they asked him about it. He goes, well, you know, as long as they're willing to blow me on a regular basis, I, I think it's a pretty good business deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, <clears throat> with a hooker, you don't pay him to blow you. You pay him to fucking go away and not bother you. Right, you can't right. do that if you're buying Porsches for women. Well, I, guess, I think it works pretty much the same way, and I think that's also why eventually he needs to find a new woman to buy a Porsche. Because... <laughs> Because that's exactly how he looks at it, <laughs> you know. Basically, <laughs> you, you know, you're you're around to blow him, and one, and you know, once you're done, you should probably go away in your nice Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, um, and that's one of the things I, I see the members spend a lot of money on is cars and vehicles, and that that's one I can get behind because I am a car person. Uh, yes, and, you are. Yeah, uh, and fucking some of the the, but some of these guys replace like 
they're ridiculously expensive car every couple of years. You know, uh, I could get behind spending a couple hundred thousand dollars on a Ferrari if, uh, if I had tons of money. But even as much of a car person as I am, to see them replace it uh, every two or three years, it just blows my mind. Yeah, just driving off the lot. I mean, how much how much money are they losing after they sign the paper and drive it off the lot? You know. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, you see some weird choices, like the the Lamborghini SUVs are starting to become popular. I've seen uh, they were I'd never seen the Lamborghini in our lot at all. Yeah, it's one of the few supercars that's not very popular. Uh, but then the SUVs came out like the last couple of years, and all of a sudden there's probably four or five or six of them in the lot uh, any given day. Hmm. Yeah, Madness. which is a fun thing. Yeah, or one of my favorites is there's a uh, one of our members has a Maserati SUV. It's like fucking 700 horsepower. You, 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 you've never Christ. you've never you've never heard a minivan sound like this, dude. It's fucking great. I've only seen a couple Mas- I've only seen a couple Maseratis, and I was not impressed with what they looked like. But this was like in the 90s when I lived in Florida. Um, in upstate New York, you don't see that type of shit every day. You know, maybe some of the college kids around here, you know, might have a Lamborghini or something, but, um, because we have winners, you don't see them that often. Right, right, right. Well, the, uh, the, the Maserati SUV is not like it's amazing looking. I don't think you can make an amazing looking SUV. The, the, the Lamborghini one doesn't look amazing either, but it's sure a lot of fun to drive. I'm willing to bet. Didn't uh, didn't Conor McGregor just buy one uh, of like 100 Lamborghini boats that were just built yeah. or some shit? Yeah, yeah, I think he spent five million dollars on it uh, for a la- for like a Lamborghini branded uh, like uh, yacht. Um, but I was so yeah, I think it's like a speedboat. I had to, I'd have to look at it again. Uh, but it's like five million dollars, and it's like bright, gaudy green or some shit like that. Yes. Um, what 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 is proper? What is it? Proper twelve? Is that the the name of his liquor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What is that landing him a year for him not to have to fight and still drop whatever he drops on a fucking Lamborghini boat? It's got to be is a that fair, netting him. It's got to be a fair amount of money because, uh, I mean, granted, he could be. Le- I, I thought he was buying it or possibly leasing it. Wolf Castle says it's a free lease for a promotion, which is entirely possible, but still. Oh, for sure. How much does Connor Gregor? Or make from proper 12. Um, doesn't help us any. Uh, he owns it. How much is from? <laughs> Let's see. It's hard to find. Hmm. Yeah, it's a. Uh... Okay, well, here we go. Maybe that's it. God damn it. Let's see. Um, it was reported that proper 12 risk risky reached $40 million in sales this past year. That accounts for toe for, uh, uh, yeah, it's still fucking, that's hard to find. That's a, that's a hard yeah, question. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have any solid answers. No, uh, whatever on that note on you failing, uh, the Google challenge that you just were, uh, <laughs> Uh, you yeah. went on. It's seven <laughs> yeah. o'clock. We should probably just end this shit, Jay, because you just sucked at that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> look at the time. Right. Hey, well, look at I that. Want, yeah, look at that. I want to thank the OG Army for showing up. Can't do a show without you guys. Uh, I want to thank T- Tender for calling in. Uh, I couldn't have done the show without him. 
Um, for sure. We're going to be back tomorrow at 6 o'clock. We're going to do this shit all over again. Uh, look forward to the show on Friday. Uh, we will have a special guest, Sister Steel. Uh, so that's going to be a hell of a show and i'll give you guys more details about her tomorrow but trust me that's wait you you, you have you have the, you have that chick coming on yeah yeah i got sister steel coming on friday no way yeah oh <laughs> that's fucking dope yeah that's gonna be a fucking that's gonna be a hell of a show i'm telling you that oh, one, right? that's fucking great man juice you set that up dude yeah that was all that was all juice yeah. Oh uh, my god, sister, sister steals a fucking legend. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm finding out more about her every day as we're talking back and forth. So oh, should, make sure do some fucking Jay. Jay, don't freeball this one. Fucking sit down and and think about some good fucking questions because sister steel is like, she's an amazing jujitsu player. Apparently, I've never seen her roll, but apparently she's got a, either a, a brown belt or a black belt, black and. Belt. She, and she 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 fucking fucks other dudes with a strap on. Exactly, <laughs> it's amazing, dude. Awesome. <laughs> you need you need to do your homework, Jay. Don't slack on this, you fuck. I know, no, no, no. I've already got questions, <laughs> questions, and questions, questions, and questions about the questions. Trust me, we're going to cover quite a bit of ground that day. Very nice. All right, excellent. All right, you got anything you want to talk about before we get out of here, sir? No, I'm good, homie. All righty. We'll be back tomorrow at 6 o'clock. You'll see everybody then. Uh, You guys have yourself a great night. Peace. Theme tune for the OG.